adoption. God has granted that all those who are justified would receive the grace of adoption in and for the sake of his only son, Jesus Christ. Okay, so with this certainty of God's faithfulness and his power to save, we come to what we might call the crowning glory of our salvation and union with Christ. Adoption is like the candy, the dessert at the end. It's the best part. If you can say that. I don't know. Anyway. It's also a legal declaration though. Which means it's also not subject to degrees or change or any insecurity. It's as sure as God and the reliability of his promises. It's just as permanent as your justification is. So if any of you have experienced um, legally adopting a child, you, you know how that goes. You love them as your child, but until the judge says they're yours, legally, they're not. But when they become yours, all the love that you already had for them, you are my son, you are my daughter, you belong to me, becomes very real. And that's because God wrote this into salvation. It's a beautiful picture. So to be justified is to be ad- adopted. Um, I'm going to skip that one. Two sections here. Strength for today, hope for tomorrow. By this they are, one, we are, by adoption, made children and heirs. We're counted among the children of God and enjoy the freedom and privileges of that relationship. Same legal language is counted there, right? John 1, 12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the, the Greek word is exousia, to become children of God, the power, the privilege, the preferment, the prerogative, the heavenly honor, the dignity, the right to be children of God. And what belongs to the parents belongs to the children as their inheritance. Romans 8 says it of us, right? And if we're children, then we're heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Everything that's his is ours. His father, his holiness, his heaven, his righteousness, his spirit. It's all ours too. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Two, are identified with him in his reputation. They inherit his name. We bear God's name and his reputation. It's the greatest status that anyone could ever have. It indicates that we have a family, a familial relationship with God. And we're even baptized into what? The name, Father, Son, and Spirit. God identifies us with himself and he bestows upon us an identity that is so tied that we are in union with Christ. 2 Corinthians 6, 18, and I will be a father to you and you shall be my son and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. The one who conquers, Revelation 3, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it and I will write on him the name of my God. Three, we are enlivened with heavenly familial vitality. Receive the spirit of adoption. 
Adoption not only points to our being filled with the Spirit of God, but our hearts believe and testify to our belonging to Him. Again, Romans 8, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption as sons. And the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. That moves on to the next one, number four. We are given access as children to him and his grace. We have access to the throne of grace with boldness and are enabled to cry, Abba, Father. You know, Hebrews 4, we are able to draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. Why? Because there's no hostility. And we can say, Abba, Father, which has to do with a closeness and in an endearment, a father to a son, a parent to a child. Our father may be the king, but we have special access to him, like his own children would. And that's what we are. Our hearts are enabled to cry out with personal and relational intimacy to God in a way that someone who doesn't know him won't be able to do. Okay, I'm going to go faster. Number five. We know his tenderness. They are given compassion. The old word was pity. It's not a bad thing. Psalm 103, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we're dust. You're dirt. He knows it. He'll be gentle and take care of you. Number six, we're assured of his protection. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children will have a refuge without exception. Proverbs fourteen twenty six. without exception. Number seven, we receive his caring provision. We're provided for. My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4. And we cast all our anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for us. We accept his benevolent discipline. We already talked about this. He disciplines us because we are his children. We are being treated as sons. And number nine, we are never abandoned or alone. They are never cast off. You and I don't have the power to stop being his children once we're in Christ. He loves us as he loves his son and sent him. He sent Christ to redeem us. He pursued us. We ran from him. Who is more trustworthy to never leave or forsake? It's not us. It's him. Lamentations 3, the Lord will not cast off forever. And John 6, I love this one. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. That's good news. So sweet and wonderful things. Hope for tomorrow, number 10. We are preserved. We are sealed for the day of redemption. So this is like, roll up your scroll, get the wax, stamp, right? Way back long time ago, and your stamp had your marking on it. It authenticated who was sending it, right? And if the seal was broken, that meant somebody tampered with it. And so we steal it and we stamp it as ours. And so when God gives us the Holy Spirit, he is sealing, stamping you. It's a guarantee that this is mine and it's from me. And God is much better. He won't be uh, made to be inauthentic. 
You can't break the seal here. It'll get us all the way home. If you want to know more about that, the end of Ephesians 1 is, or the end of that first half is, is awesome. And then 11, we are assured. We inherit the promises as heirs of everlasting salvation. It said so much about this already. The last proof text is an encouragement in light of everything that we are to be given all of this imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Yeah. This is what you've been given. This is who you are. Go be who you are. Not in a weird way. Not a, <laughs> not a therapeutic way. Right? Like, and I'm a counselor, so I get to say that. In a godly way. This is who you've been made, your new creation in Christ.